Greetings everybody and welcome to Artmomag podcast. Today we'll be focusing on the topic of film and on our guest list today we have Premchand Banala, an independent filmmaker from Hyderabad, Shahriyar Khan Chauhan, another independent filmmaker and screenwriter from New Delhi, Shoham Banerjee, a screenwriter from Kolkata, Ricky, a film enthusiast and a musician from Kerala. My name is Regan Mandal and I'm joined with my co-host Vishal RS. So leading today's session will be Vishal on the topic of film. Welcome back guys. I hope all of you are doing great. So we're going to start off with something pretty basic. What do you think is the difference between film and movies? And let's see what you guys have to say. So when we generally you know talk about movies, you know, what we kind of, you know, uh, says when when we use the word movies, I'm I'm going to the going to the movies in our sentences. You know, it's it's sort of more like a i mean we're using the word more like an entertainment sort of a thing that i'm going to this particular place to get entertained i'm going to a late night show i'm going to the movies and everything so what i think is that when we talk about the word movies there's always an inclination of a commercial aspect linked to it there's always an inclination of of say fun but when we talk about film for example the idea of film is 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 a more larger aspect i think it's it it involves a lot of other things for example it's it's probably we can probably say it like this that movies fall under the huge realm of what we call you know um film right so when we talk about film we, we are not just talking about a normal ordinary we are not we are not we are not just talking about probably a medium which is there to entertain we are also talking about a medium which is there to kind of you know enhance our intellectual capacity we are also talking about uh, i mean those genres where we are kind of you know, searching for truth exploration all that so when we talk about film it gives us a more wider aspect of things right i'm watching a film so when we i'm when i'm saying i'm watching movies probably there's some sort of a more commercial angle linked to it there's more probably more kind of you know the fun aspect and things like that linked to it right but film is more like a a wider artistic sort of a realm oeuvre of of things right so i think that can be you know one of the main differences between film and movies yeah another thing i think yeah. movies actually started with the word probably you know as a slang i mean when we say movies i mean we kind of you know talk about things which move you know that's how it kind of you know started because film is what it's basically a medium probably moving at the rate of uh, 24 frames per second if i'm not wrong yeah 23 frames per second so it's again a slang which kind of you know started i don't know where it exactly started but so you know like i said it's it's the film is probably a more wider aspect of things and and movies yeah, sure. more, like linked to a more commercial aspect of ideas i think shoham put it perfectly for all of us but i would still add that uh movies uh like this uh discussion or this debate that uh, of films versus movies is often taken into it like movies are often looked upon in a derogatory light or in a negative light when compared to films but i think that's not true like uh, movies are let me put it this way um films are part of the movies movies movie a movie is a is an entertainment uh, sort of media but then a film is something from which we can not just be entertained but which also helps us to uh, introspect and from which we learn something and not in an educative 
sort of way because uske liye there are documentaries but in a way in a more i don't know uh, artistic way like the way music moves you mm-hmm. not lyrics but music like i think it's the same distinct actually it's a good uh, comparison i think like when you compare uh, a an orchestral piece to a song i think you can compare a film and a movie similarly because film is uh, essentially a, a visual medium but uh, movies have have to be have to have a wider reach and they have to have some sort of commercial aspect related to it and let's not forget that uh, these are businesses and they have to earn back some money so they tone it down and make it universal but films are really targeted to that a very particular uh, part of an audience for a particular strata of people so i think it all comes down to that like who is the target audience for that and i think movies have a bigger target audience and films are uh i agree with what's being said but i just have a counter question maybe um what happens when you know there comes that rare movie where it is critically as critically as acclaimed as commercially it is acclaimed so where does that crossover exist right like let's take a movie like um spotlight it was highly like acclaimed yes it had a meaning to it 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 had a vision it had great actors great chemistry it had all that all the check mm-hmm. checkpoints were there to what would be considered a film but it was also very commercially successful it, i think it's one of the highest grossed oh. films of that year of 2015 so what happens where does where do movies like that exist in this realm of movies and film so like it's just a question yeah so uh, <laughs> i mean uh, like i was reading about uh, andrew tarkovsky so like i read it uh, somewhere like in russia the mainstream films are like art films so like what like most of the films which comes in russia uh, they tend to fall in that space yeah and in india like you know like there are like very few directors like you know like i, I don't know if everyone considers but manitnam is a guy who made uh, like you know a proper combination of uh, film and movies together like you know it was meant for everyone like uh, like the audience who who like to watch as film as you know not so entertaining at the same time entertaining in it itself and like it depends on the place like you know where it's coming from like if you go to iran the films are like completely different from there and if you go to turkey like you know yeah. uh, if you if you watch any film of this guy what, what's the film name once upon a time in anatolia it's not a movie but it was commercial hit over there and it was like it got like a very good acclaim all over the cinephiles around the world so it depends on the place which is coming from and sometimes it might break it also but you know like most of the time uh, like in india it's so tough like we have like the upper movies and films uh, coming in the same way i mean what i meant to say it depends on the place like you know and depends on the gut of the particular guy who's directing uh, that particular film i think you've brought out a very good point there that it all begins from the gut of that person who actually is thinking about or is actually uh, giving birth to this idea so moving on from that i i think we can, okay. we all can agree that this all roots back to screenwriting and lyrics equally so when you talk about screenwriting and when when a when a person sits down and is is getting to write something right what do you think a person has to um, 
go through in a way or experience something to actually inspire him to or her to write something that he or she actually deems worthy to be shared to the world. And when that happens, and if there's a message that's much deeper but less spoken of, that's, I think, when the distinction comes between film and movies. I think movies works with hype, whereas film works with something more important than just hype. It's like a message that I want to tell you, but then it's it's going to be a niche. You know, like a certain group of people are going to be like, yeah, that makes sense. I don't see a certain group of people being like, yeah, Marvel movies make sense. Oh yeah, DC comics make sense. I take these two examples because they are like the biggest uh, cinematic universe amongst when it comes to cinema itself. So what do you guys think when it comes to screenwriting, lyrics, does it all actually start out the way it's supposed to? So like for me, like, uh, uh, like when, you, when you're talking about the music and the lyrics of any particular film, like I would like to give this example, like, uh, like uh, I don't know, have you seen uh, Jason Bourne series? Jason Bourne, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah Mad yeah. Diamonds. Yeah, Mad Diamonds. So like the whole film is on a completely different level. And when the end titles comes, the song comes over there. It gives a like complete uh, justification for the film. Like uh, personally, like, you know, that's one of the great way, uh, way to end the film. Uh, you guys remember that? Uh, the end title, like, you know, when the song comes. Uh, or else... Uh, what is that? Have you seen uh, Boyhood by any chance? Uh, there is one song in the end, like you know, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you, Family of the Years song. So I don't know, like for me, like personally, these uh, uh, like I'm talking about the Hollywood films right now. So like uh, I, I guess like you know, like in India, like in uh, Indian films, like we need to like at every good time interval, we need to uh, place a song to keep the audience like completely understand the importance of that particular scene. So when this guy falls in love with this girl, so they they, sh- they want a song over there. Uh, when he breaks up with that girl, we need a song because that particular music will enhance the feeling and we can completely get into that. Uh, when you go for Hollywood, it's completely different. So they want, uh, I, I, like that's my personal opinion. So they want to end the film with the intention of the, like, you know, uh, how the film is going to come out. Even the recent example, Tenet. Um, I think, uh, just to add on, I don't mean to like intrude. I'm adding on to your point. Um, I, have we all watched Sound of Metal? So the end song is a song called Green by I think the director's brother. But in the song, you can hear um, sounds of metal, and the song is sung in a in in the way he hears um, with his device after he gets the surgery. So that's how in depth the song is, and that's how much it corresponds with the plot and elevates the storyline to another degree. And it's the end credit song. It happens when, because when, as a viewer, when you're watching it, you're thinking it's an ambiguous ending, but when you listen to the song, you realize, hey, no, that is the ending. The song is actually the ending. That's how the movie ends, which I thought was extremely interesting, just to add on to your point. And even uh, like here, like uh, recently, we are, we are getting this, uh promotional songs the whole film doesn't have any song but you know to get the audience to know like you know uh, uh, to let the audience know that the film is coming up they're coming with a promotional yeah. song because that's what the indian audience is like we need something to listen to on a regular basis even though we like a song so much after one to two weeks like you know we are getting new song to listen so that's going to be fe- like you know that is feeding in our brains like okay something new is coming up so yeah, like, you know, it's, it's not just only to make the film connect to the audience, but, you know, to bring them to the theatres as well. 
um about the i just have to add this thing that about <clears throat> adding songs to bollywood films i think it doesn't uh, i think it's primarily nowadays like uh, i there's this indian filmmaker guru dat and uh, in, in his films he he used songs and like he had like proper bollywood songs like romantic songs for a romantic scene or sad song for a sad scene but he used that as a medium of storytelling like uh, ricky said i think a while ago she mentioned something like that to use uh, uh, to use a musical piece as a storytelling aid but nowadays it's uh, it's really to sell or to market the film but then again i think the filmmakers of uh, in india the commercial filmmakers or the major filmmakers they don't really they don't trust the audience like they have this tendency of spoon feeding the audience okay mm. you won't get anything so here is this explanation here is the song i think they need to grow from that because uh uh in india uh, there is there is a huge divide or huge difference between the uh, the movies and films like in hollywood or in any other film industry it's still like competitive say in france or in russia but in india it's like here and here it's very vast it's actually this is the uh, major difference when you compare western cinema and then our cinema from our subcontinent or our country especially is musicals is used as a part of the film itself in indian films whereas music in general as film scores in western films is more of used as you know an accompanying accompanying segment throughout the uh, film it kind of drives the entire picture together but the reason i feel we can't do that to this in our country is because of you know the habit last 20 30 40 years of filmmaking in india has always incorporated uh, musicals as a part of you know every film that we've seen and well 99% of the films are romantic at the end of the day it's it, yeah you always involved dancing that's how our audiences kind of become like that's how the majority of the people who watch movies these days have become okay there is one more point i just wanted to add i'm not sure if it'll that's a good uh, thing but uh, basically like uh, here in india we don't have independent artist to this music basically like very less the name is coming up like you know these days it's coming out but when you look at uh, uh, look at hollywood we have like you know in, independent artists who are like doing great uh like uh, i mean there are independent artists too, like this local train and things but then they are on films that are like not uh, very famous or like big blockbusters they're usually on smaller films uh, like indie films that are coming out these days even if you look at the case okay. he i think this guy kind of made uh, it big in the industry divine okay. but i guess that His started like, like coming you know, on netflix yeah, divine. These, these days uh, divine the guy no. divine divine yeah. he's the main guy from the hip hop scene so it came in sacred okay. games i guess <laughs> if i'm sure kaam pachche sir so these all things started coming coming up like you know like some 2010s something like that right but even before like you know like we don't have this you know crazy independent artists coming out like maybe because of internet is uh, internet came out like you know independent artists also coming out right now but before that it was completely different scenario right we we completely depended uh, on films for the music uh, like uh, in 
yeah that's what like you know like we don't have like you know independent we never knew like you know very few people like falguni patak like uh, like if you that uh, the lady she, she used to make independent songs back then and the guy uh, yeah so very very few yeah, people did that you know the problem with independent artists and them coming a lot towards you know current generation and everything is money back then it was not accessible to everyone you had to go to a studio and what not streaming services were not available but now streaming services have show up distribution is easier you can mix and master tracks directly at your home so it gives much more opportunities for younger artists or anyone to like start their own independent career which was not possible say 10 years back yeah yeah so i mean to answer i mean your first question which you kind of you know asked you know about the development of you know lyrics and screenplays it does it happen you know as you doing it or do they have you know a finalized plan you know where the destination is going to be i think it kind of you know depends on the situation you know in which they are writing you know sometimes it's kind of you know very free free flowing sort of a, an experience you know you kind of you know have these ideas and images in your in your mind and you know certain emotions kind of you know well you up and then you kind of you know start writing you know your lyrics and everything or again or in your screenplay also when you're writing a particular script or something when you are kind of you know thinking this particular story and you and you have certain emotions certain ideas in your mind and then you kind of you know write so it's kind of you know i mean it happens as you do it of course but again we should also remember one thing that when it comes to writing say a screenplay or a lyrics organization is one of the most important things right? because you have to know you have to know the format of the entire thing very well okay so again when you're doing it yes you develop while you do it uh, while you do it but the destination of formatting the thing has to be there when i say a good story is a, when i say a story is a good story it's not just because of the emotional elements which are placed it's also because how the emotional elements are placed the sequence of the emotional elements which are placed same even goes to say even when you write say suppose a lyrics you know of of a, of a you know you're writing a song or something so you know organization and kind of you know keeping it absolutely you know this particular thing has to come after this so a logical coherent work so it's like some sort of a how do i say an irrational within the rational sort of a thing uh, emotion within the rational so it kind of it's it's a fusion between both kind of you know it's a fusion between planning it out as well as not planning it out that's i mean i think that's the first you know part the second part i mean why the usage of music and and dance in 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 india of course there can be a lot of people criticizing it but i think when you when we kind of you know, talk about all this we also have to remember the culture of india from where we come from right we come from how how did this first how did this particular start if i if we go way back in history right we'll find something called jatra which is being started where it talks about ram and kind of you know all the all these street plays sort of a thing which happened right about stories about krishna stories about ram and everything over there there was a huge amount of song and dance we have to understand that we come from a culture where there's a lot of song and dance which are there then after that you know theater comes roman uh, roman theater techniques and everything they come up and then we kind of you know okay understand okay this is a proper stage where we need to kind of you know act and everything over there also we'll have music we have dance we have so many things so that particular tradition has been carried okay and has been put in our films as well okay so the songs and dance why is it more than the others are our, our our way of presenting films is much different from say western okay so in western you have something called a musical but in india it's very different right in gurudas films and everything now the problem over here 
which I kind of find in Indian films is that Indian films nowadays with the entire Bollywood industry and all, they are detaching themselves from their cultural linkages and borrowing a little bit from the West as well. So it's becoming sort of a, a mixed sort of a thing altogether. A little bit from the West and a little bit from the East. Okay. Just think about the songs and, and things like that. Think about, say, you know, the highly popular songs which which have come uh, come about, you know, where there has been some sort of a fusion of Eastern music music as well as some sort of a, you know, DJ kind of a music. Although fusion is a very good thing. But again, this mixture has also to some extent kind of, you know, created some sort of an incompleteness. Right? It has made it kind of, you know, devoid of a lot of things. Right? So when we talk about Indian music, of course, we have to talk about how... I mean, Indian I mean, Indian music and cinema, I'm talking about Indian kind of, of course, the idea of spoon-feeding it to the audience is always there because, you know, let's face it, Indian literacy levels are very, very low. So the idea of spoon-feeding has always been there, right? But again, you know, we cannot totally discount and critique the songs and dance which are there because this, that is coming from the cultural aspect of our country. That That is actually a brilliant point that you just brought up. I mean, we were all sitting here with such hatred towards Bollywood music. I think you just neutralized all of us to make sense out of things that you don't understand just yet because it's part of your history. As like in general, millennials just have sort of detached from it. I mean, how many of us actually do puja every single day? We don't do that anymore. Or how many of us actually- I'm an atheist, dude. Abhi, Abhi nikla hai tu, bhai. You, you were just bored. <laughs> but then it's not about being an atheist or following one single God. It's about following, believing in something much more powerful than you. You know, that's, that's the whole point. That's where we derive our, uh, our, well, our whole entertainment industry, even our stories derive from that. And that's like probably one of the most incredible stories that you'll ever hear, if presented in, in a way that is digestible to you. Yeah. So that's pretty good point. I mean, speaking about cultures, I, I was wondering, what do you guys think about anime? I think anime is pretty close to uh, you. You just screen write stuff. I mean, do you imagine that this could make an incredible anime film or something like that? Do you think that this could be an incredible animated series? I mean, we do have Indian animated series like Chota Beam and all that, but then again, they derive from scripts like centuries old. Yeah, so I was just thinking that we, Shoham just spoke about how we are uh, taking inspiration from Westerns, right? We're taking some inspiration from Hollywood as well. What if we just take, start taking some inspiration from Japan and Japan's incredible history of animation? What do you guys think? As screenwriters, do you believe that some of your films could make incredible anime? Neither did I. I think it's just a medium of storytelling, yeah. or animation or not, or uh, visual or not, or dances or not. I think at the end of the day, it's just uh, it's just a choice. I think it's like uh, choosing to shoot on a digital camera or a celluloid. At the end of the day, it's just what suits the story better. Uh, if uh, say I'm writing a story which is uh, inconceivable in like human form, though I, I would be much more inclined to anime, in which I think uh, Pixar has done a great job at. Pixar Studios have. Uh, have um, in a way their films teach us about humanity by characters which are not human i mean toy story is about toys so i think in that regard if the story demanded an animated form 
so it all comes down to what the story did in my opinion. well if the story has something of more of an explorative form where you want to go beyond what traditional cinema offers then i guess going towards a line you know t- like looking at majority of the anime films uh that would be a possibility to actually go towards uh, animation or anime in general and incorporate that with this actually i heard something like there were some people who were working really? on an anime series uh yeah. from indian mythological characters yeah 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 i don't know about the mythology yeah, that was a thing. long time ago but isn't it, it was a... some, i don't remember what it was but something related to indian it's culture in bengali is what oh. i read uh, yeah i don't know if it's real but that's when was that's this few years ago it's recent only i don't even think it's few years hmm. ago i think it's like very recent maybe so that's that's my point i think the reason why we haven't adapted from these uh, this incredible medium is just that we are far away from the technology that they well you can't even say technology these things are hand drawn yeah exactly you, you can't say technology <laughs> so, we have the skill yeah. and talent it's yeah. just so the why not that's literally I mean, the way I I don't get it. I think some Indian films can really take it. I mean, it's going to take incredible manpower. You just sitting there hours on end sketching out like 200 uh, you know sketches you, just uh, for like few did seconds. Did you see that uh, one art film? I don't remember like some some artist Cuba. I think Van Gogh or something. Like the one that was completely painted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Completely painted. Yeah, it was an oil yeah. painting. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. that was very incredible. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. that's the only movie that you have that's that's all in oil painting. Yeah, but then you yeah. know the manpower behind it. Like the amount of people had to it's recreate insane. each and every sequence. Like paint every so single that, frame. So do we lack passion or are we just lazy? <laughs> I do. We don't have the market. I I really think it's that because I'm no, I'm. I, I might I might sound like a, yeah yeah go on I'm a huge advocate for the fact I really believe in India's talent I think it's just as much as Hollywood or, or whatever you know I I just think instead of focusing on borrowing techniques and and uh, I don't know other bits of other people's culture would be nice if if you know the youth could come together in some way and create something of our own that's where i think the market lies instead of focusing on doing anime as a medium it would be better if you work on the craft you work on the technology and you create something that's out of india because i exactly. really do believe if... in that vision that we have and even sorry even when it comes to independent music it's this it's just sucks cuz we don't have resources we're not taught there isn't a you know if i start from you know there isn't a culture where it's like you know if i start singing from the age of 18 i'll make it by the time i'm 24 which is what it is in america here you have a system you go you have to do engineering you have to you have to have a backup degree and then you start your passion and you're lost because you don't have mentors you don't have uh, proper labels that that back up artists that's the messy part I think that's what's dragging us down is the lack of information and the lack right. of coordination. But I really believe in the talent that we have. You saying that just made me think of uh well my question again about anime itself. I might sound like a geek when it comes to all of this, but then yeah it is catching up and my whole point with this was we do have talent and we do have that vision to create something new. Yeah. And it it's it's where we've uh 
you know, try to experiment with visual storytelling. It's how we how we see things. I mean, it's not just going to yeah. be a, a nice teal and gold that you see on Instagram when it comes to images. Do you remember Premchand? That used to be like the thing, right? Like teal and uh, bronze or whatever. And then you had like this beige filter on every image. So my point being is we really make uh, a trend out of something, out of just a single image. So why don't we experiment with visuals, with visual storytelling, with something more when it comes to that? You know, how hard is this? Uh, the truth sounds when someone says there's no market for something and like if there is no virtually no market for the certain topic and you have to go out and create a market for it, uh, everything revolves around the thing called money. So if you're going to put a, that much amount of effort into it with all of that resources, you will have to have a budget. You'll have to spend on all of the resources. And then if you get nothing out of it, it's not rewarding. Like even as an artist, right, you need to get back something so that you can work on your next project with that investment, right? So if, yeah, yeah. Like either you have to take a huge gamble and you have a lot of money laying lying around and then you just put up something in production. And if people, if that too, if people like it, it might just be a thing. You know, that's that's actually quite unfortunate because when you want to study something like art, for example, you, you're you like, oh, dad, I got I got into this uni in, in uh, US or I got into this uni in UK or whatever. And then you <laughs> love that place so much. You're like, dad, I'm staying back. I'm staying here. Yeah. I'm not coming back. And then you don't have that knowledge back in India where India's like, yes. dude, I give birth to you. Come back to me. Teach me something. Exactly. How do you... How do you stop that vicious cycle of gaining knowledge and just staying where you're given that? I guess we should learn, like, you know, how to tackle the market which is happening. Like, if at all you're working in Hyderabad, like, uh, for example, you take that, I'll be working in Hyderabad. So, initially, like, the films which I want to make for, like, uh, my next two to, two to three projects, I have to make it according to the Telugu uh, sensibilities. So, like, when you get that, like, you'll be having next project to do, someone to, someone to you know, produce the next film. Then you want to go to some other industry, like, you know, like, like how these guys used to make. Right now, like, I know this, uh, I mean, uh, Arjun had made in Telugu. And, you know, since it was a huge hit, it went to Hindi. You're getting it right. So, in the same way, KGF, like, yeah. no one knew, like, who is Yash before that. No one knew who is the guy who directed the film. But when it made, people going to take that you're getting it right so when when you're learning anything like you know even though you're going to any university anywhere but where you're working you should act to act up into those sensibilities um maybe I, I might be wrong but this is what i felt like you know like uh because like you know no one is going to fund you like for example take it as like you know this guy's been to uk like you know to study animation and they come back to hyderabad and want to make a film in telugu which is an animation no one's going to watch you got it right so like you know yeah you, how do you how do you fight that uh you how do you fight that to create something that you, you want to make a difference right so like uh, okay one example so i don't know if at all you know this film called bombay rose it's an animated film it came in 2019 it was directed by this girl, this lady called geetanjali she also acted in october the uh-huh. film so i mean yeah like yeah, yeah. if you if you really if you really have an idea and if if you want to make it you have got to make it anyhow. Like you ask your dad to sell your house, like whatever it means, but you had to make it. I mean, that's what I personally believe. And you know, like, I think, uh, yeah, I do think that you should empower the youth by telling them that there is a way to create high quality stuff by being thrifty, 
because a lot of times you think that oh man you know i'm put in this box and and i can't uh, i can't stand outside of it but a lot of the times i think the best work is created with the resources that you have because that that requires a different kind of energy that requires a different kind of creative process and creative thinking to think hey with this budget with these resources with these connections what is the best product that that i can put out there what is the best music or album that i can do you know what i'm saying so if you empower people in and get them into the mindset that hey there is a way to make beautiful art by being resourceful then there won't be that discourage a uh, feeling sort of feeling where you're like i don't have the money to make this extremely grand elaborate visual you know what i'm saying because yeah. i really do believe that it, you can make it with what you have you just have to be a little smart <laughs> i think that's a pretty good point yeah that's what like <laughs> go on go on uh, like adding to adding to what she said like uh, yesterday i mentioned this feeling called kedaf kanchapalam so i'm saying it again yeah, so yeah. this guy like you know he really wanted to make it he really wanted to make this film and you know he he was he was in hyderabad like going to every production house and all but you know no one gave a, like no one wanted to make that film so he was like quite disappointed then you know he wanted to go to some wells to have a break and you know he went to vizag which is like you know the coastal uh, side of andhra and in vizag like uh, he went to this uh, particular village that is his friend's village kanchapalam so he went there and he started talking to the people over there then he realized these are the stories which is not coming in the films and these things like you know if i can make a film within kanchapalam the village and with the like all the people who acted in that film no no uh, no experience uh, in in acting and this guy like you know what how she said you know he he saved the idea for the next films but he wanted to make one film which will hit the market yeah. and you know people will recognize him exactly that's what she that said that is being, being so so okay so make a mark before you can actually start yeah yeah so like if you have like some really close project to your heart save it for second or third project <laughs> like you know then people going to believe in you you yeah. want to gain their trust <laughs> is what we want to do as creators i, I really yeah, agree with what premchand said here uh, i think the same thing applies to music um, i'm a huge beatles fan and i've really studied their career and everything like i'm a yes. huge fan for the beatles so i uh, i saw that you know their first three or four albums like they they were always geniuses all of them but their first three or four albums were very crowd pleasing you know like they were trying to capture a market they were trying to get somewhere and then uh, in uh, after rubber soul they really started to experiment because they knew that they've reached a place where they have the fame and they have the resources and now they can experiment and i think this is true of filmmakers also like if you um, take films of uh, a great filmmaker working nowadays say wes anderson wes anderson first made bottle rocket and that was a good job but then after bottle rocket and then moonrise kingdom and uh, this one more film with bill murray royal tenenbaums yeah royal tenenbaums so after those a uh, darjeeling limited then i think he got the confidence to really like um indulge in his uh, fascinations and i think then he developed his style his trademark style and then people didn't reject it i mean i was 
thinking like what would have happened agar bottle rocket mein he would have incorporated the symmetrical compositions people would have been creeped, creeped out okay, what is what does this guy think of himself is he stanley kubrick so i think you need to develop some sort of a ground no i mean this the this is what i'm so i'm saying that it could be the opposite also right sometimes you you have a very distinct style that yeah. no one's ever seen before and you should not change it so that you can reach markets right like if you listen to tyler the creator he always had a distinct he was always a weird oh, funny guy but then that's good but not everyone has a distinct style some of us have to learn yeah. from the yeah but then if you if you are being resourceful is the word that i'm i'm saying is that you're like this is this is the start of a new market but it's okay if it's small you know you manage your expectations which is important mm-hmm. as well as a filmmaker as a as a as a creator that yeah i need to manage my expectations i i i know that this is what my budget is for this project and this is what it's going to do for this kind of people and you're being resourceful that way and you hope that from that it's it's like said godlins uh, this is marketing where he talks about how you can create um a viable living which is 100 people that are your fans because those 100 people will invest in everything that you do yeah. so i don't think any artist starts out by trying to build trying to build a fan base i think it's about like the, building a brand not a fan base because I, branding is extremely important that's that's i don't I, I, well, I, i think every director for, in a way is a brand is a brand i think no because well, this sanderson is a brand So, you are yeah. living you are competing with a very saturated market what is going to help you stand out is not by playing safe playing it safe is by being the loudest in the room and that is your branding branding that is an extension of your personality of your dreams of your of your everything of your vision okay that's question like out. this brings an interesting question uh, what ricky said do you think the measure of a of an artist's success is through <laughs> the like she said being the loudest in the room or by being commercially successful or by the depth of I'm not saying commercially work? successful no it's successful successful <laughs> like Vincent van Gogh in his lifetime or say even uh, many many artists great artists in their lifetime say were absolutely worthless nobody gave, gave a shit about them so like they died by thinking that they're failures and now they're worshiped so where do you draw the line in that sense is my question is where do you like, draw the line like they they certainly were not the loudest in their room otherwise they would have been successful but, but at that point today. it's we they didn't have the kind of um outlets that we do at this day and age that's also their evolution I mean, is also an ever changing no. ever blooming concept but then they had painters musicians <laughs> in their have, time also <laughs> they like, didn't have in, networking wasn't a concept instagram wasn't a concept no these are trivial concepts like it's like the theory of relativity <laughs> so I, i'm going to tell you about this documentary which i have seen recently and, and i really like that so the, it's called searching for sugar man i don't know if you heard of that oh man searching for sugar yes. man yes So uh, no, that's what that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, 
okay it won uh, oscar as well for the best documentary of the year so this guy's name is no he hit no 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 he, no, he passed away the film the director passed away yeah yeah so so yeah, the director passed away yeah so this guy uh, his name is rodriguez uh, he is this artist from 60 70 something like that okay so he made albums like uh, this one album called sugar man and uh, he made one more album also it, it was not like you know it, it was not a uh, hit at that particular time so uh, okay if i say it's going to be spoiler you uh, guys want Just to watch go on, that go on, it's going to be great it's all right it's for the audience but then okay. yeah spoiler alert. spoiler alert. okay sorry for the spoilers so the point here this guy like uh, he made two to three albums which was not a hit back then so he stopped uh, making music then he started working as like you know whatever it is so there is this girl uh, who is going from us to south africa she took the albums of this guy and she went to africa and when she went to africa it was like completely blocked like apartheid situation right no one can enter africa no one can get out of that so at that particular time of the moment the songs which this guy has made became a huge hit like tremendous hit okay and he's like quite popular like you know how we call bob marley all these guys so he's equally popular like them and people made random stories about this guy rodriguez no one knew him so people uh, uh, talked uh, you know they started making stories like you know he passed away and you know he committed suicide all these things and all but later on uh, like one guy he wanted to know like who this guy is actually then he like he like you know he came to us like you know he listened to all his songs in that he got a lyric uh, like for example the particular place he was sitting and writing the song then he came to that particular place then you know he inquired about this guy who is rodriguez then he came to know that he is still alive and is doing a normal job but in south africa he is he is like no less than a god for them so the point here what i wanted to make it depends on time like you know how this guy selling relativity and all so you never know what's going to happen you guys are getting it right and after almost 30 to 40 years when this guy went to africa like not knowing what is happening in africa they're like a big auditorium like you know people are around 10 to 20000 cheering for this guy they saw for their life for the first time in their life but they heard his songs for their lifetime and this guy goes to the stage he says thank you for keeping me alive <laughs> and it ends everybody so, thought he was yeah, dead yeah i mean yeah, yeah everybody thought he was dead <laughs> so hmm. yeah it depends from person to person you know like uh, you never know what's going to happen but you know like i just yeah <laughs> yeah i mean since we are discussing about uh, you know what makes an artist you know the best right i think what i think is that uh, a great artist is one who knows the audience so well that he can even push the rules and he can bring forth his own ideas and his own and he can kind of you know make it as personalized as possible i think that's that, that's what a, a great artist is let's let's for let's for example take someone as great as charles chaplin right charles chaplin or charlie chaplin as we probably know know him as is someone who knew his artist who knew his audience so well that he could even push the rules and he could get one of, and he could get i mean amazingly kind of extremely intellectual ideas Right. I mean, imagine Great Dictator. I, mean, I, I, I hope everyone kind of you know has seen that film, Great Dictator, where Heinkel, who is actually the parody version of Hitler, Hitler. kind of you know plays with that globe. Okay, he kind of you know jumbles and he's playing with that globe. It's actually a very metaphorical depiction to show how Hitler is actually playing with the entire 
kind of you know our world and then that that particular globe it kind of you know bursts which is a visionary concept to show that one day hitler will also fall down right so look at the way how he's showing it he kind of you know there there are two layers to it one one i would kind of you know call it as a commercial layer and behind the commercial layer lies an extremely intellectual idea okay and that's how kind of i think that's well, that's what a great artist is all about let's again take stanley kubrick for example let's take his movie 2000 on a space odyssey right think about that particular you know uh, sequence dawn of man when that ape kind of you know takes that particular bone and he kind of you know, throws that's a, yeah that's kind of you know regarded as one of the greatest match cuts in cinematic history i mean that is as simple as it looks but when he's kind of you know i mean think about how much idea and how much intellect has gone into that simple shot he's talking about the great frederick nietzsche over there he's talking about charles darwin over there he's talking about the greatest thinkers he's talking about carl jung over there the archetypes human history everything by that one single shot which he's showing right again coming to another great piece of stanley kubrick a clockwork orange which has a lot of sex violence this that and it's extremely appealing to the audience it's very decorative in its nature but underneath that lies an extremely philosophical idea christian idea ideologies this that and all that so what the point which i'm trying to make is that an artist is someone the great artist is that particular person right who knows his audience so well that he knows that okay if i do this it's going to get in, get this much of a peak but I, but he knows how to back it with his own personal sense with his own intellectual ideas okay that's what i think a great artist is again talking about the greatest like vincent van gogh and all these people world wasn't ready for their ideas right the world had they weren't ready for his ideas that's why he was kind of i think there were parts where people used to stone him right because they couldn't understand because only after his death people could kind of understand but that's a different story altogether that's you know another form that's another genre of artists so that's what i think you know a great artist is, is uh, okay uh, i mean i i just i just want to not exactly so i mean when you say the world is not ready for that i com- i don't completely believe in that because we by then we already accepted so many forms of arts right Not like really uh, before no uh, like not exactly not really because uh, we okay so vincent van gogh is from an era which is called pre-impressionism okay. okay yeah i think you're right post-impressionism post is right after isn't it post-impressionism post is right after before that right. we had claude monet and all those people they are the impressionist people monet monet so i mean i the romantic era and before romantic era i think you had the renaissance era so it's kind mm-hmm. of you know i think if i'm i think i'm yeah i'm not wrong so i think that's okay, so how art is evolving so i don't think you had classical art forms before yeah, basically yeah so yeah, yeah. 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 Is also, so it's also it's depictions of divinity during that time so i mean having something like that i mean impressionism right where with thin brushes and thin, you know, the way how kind of, you know vincent van gogh formats his entire arts think about bedroom at all so think about say the study night okay think about say the sunflowers okay all those things are very very different from what people kind of you know perceived before right and then slowly after impressionism people will take more inspiration and go towards the expressionist style right go towards say after that comes the abstract expressionism between that i think if i'm not wrong is the german expressionism 
So I'm a little bit confused about the timeline, but world wasn't ready for Van Gogh. That I can tell you because Monet was doing some stuff, <clears> and then so Van Gogh was was very different with his impressionist techniques. So for me, like I I personally think like you know like uh, there might be even personal reasons for that. Personal reason for it's it's also about mindsets that are constantly evolving because. people were ready for picasso people were ready for salvador dali and they were treated as celebrities which is no longer a concept for us anymore we don't treat artists as celebrities we treat pop stars and musicians and actors as celebrities but back then they were celebrities because at that point in time people were ready for that so i do agree with uh, shoham if i'm saying your name correctly but um <laughs> sorry but uh with andy warhol also he could get away with just putting boxes on top of each other and he's like that's art but that's because at that point in time people are like yeah we got this we understand this this is this is the fad this is the trend this is it 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 is well in line with how evolutions also taking place in terms of mindset and exposure which is also another thing that keeps changing all right i mean wow okay fine we started off with filmmaking and moved on to struggling artists that's just a transition i can't even beat comprehend yeah But yeah no i can't be i was i was hoping to create some transitions from one topic to the other but then i was like they're doing the job i mean i just can like sit and listen to what they're saying but then your i mean your conversation brought me to uh, how we are not ready for things and how we are actually um, well the time isn't right but it is so when we are talking about artists and how people aren't ready for it yet and how technology has changed the value of everything that you create in fact artists are considered as beings from another dimension it's because what they create is very hard to comprehend it's it's like they're living through alternate universes where something is more valuable than the other but then that actually made me think of this this man who actually sold a tape banana for like 150000 yep on have you yeah have you it's it's called yeah. the comedian yeah it's it's by marizio is it marizio catalan i don't know if i'm i think i'm butchering his name anyway so he is known for challenging the concept of art so he <laughs> i think another music uh, Uh, exhibition he actually uh, sculpted a massive middle finger and it was right at the door right at where the entrance of the exhibition was so i think it's people like these that are actually like screw the world i know they won't understand it so might as well you know just have fun that's the complete art movement called there was a complete art movement called yeah dada is that's one so there was story yeah, 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 yeah. on it's like it's anti art yeah. yeah that's that's, that's what dada is in itself is a random word that that means crap like yeah, so yeah. so that's where they started because yeah, they wanted to challenge cultural reforms that was yeah. happening in art at that time and that yeah but yeah you go is 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 actually one of the most famous uh, it's by someone called Marcel Duchamp Duchamp yeah Marcel Duchamp Duchamp yeah 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 mm-hmm. so it's 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 a it was i mean i was also when i was young i mean when i was in delhi i was very interested in art and everything and and dadaism is actually an, an amazing sort of a art movement which kind of you know, led to something what we probably know as surrealism and dadaism is basically it's it's just mocking and ridiculing a lot of 
you know things which are happening because during that time i mean world war 2 and everything these things were happening okay so people and you know the nazi movement was in its i think peak and so a lot of people and a lot of people understood that what what is happening is actually crazy okay absolutely crazy of of you know ideas about you know having something like a holocaust and killing jews and everything it just didn't it this just didn't make any sense okay and people were understanding the senselessness of the entire world around and hence dadaism evolved as a way of mocking these people you know there were yeah. there were there were kind of you know ways in which people used to write poetry which didn't have any meaning okay and it was consciously created in that way so that it could ridicule and mock the culture of say during that time okay let's say say germany during that time so it was the idea of dadaism was always to mock and ridicule things so it was again i mean since we were talking about dadaism that's why i brought it up it's, it's yeah quite a amazing yeah. art that's I mean, kind of that's... how isms are formed it's it's a reaction to what's happening at that point in time whatever it is so yeah i mean that's that's what i thought like i i tried understanding the whole conversation that just went down and i figured out that i mean you can have beautiful pieces of art where people are like in awe an appreciation of the talent that went through creating something so magnificent and then you have people are like what the hell is that look, look at this i've created something way more cooler you know it's like you are questioning that's that's a trend and that's where memes come from i think that's that's our like technological anti art stuff and it's pretty cool that no matter what you do it's still considered a creation so something that you don't have to be embarrassed about it's something of your own that you thought of and you've decided to challenge the authorities in a way it's pretty interesting i mean that's that's what i think about when it comes to filmmaking and everything where you create films that don't do well but then they do have some point to it you know they do have some sense to someone sat down and wrote something it's another thing that this this screenwriter has a name in uh, bollywood or hollywood and that's why he writes it because he has a big uh deadline coming up and then he has this cash lying he's like might as well make something you know you have, that's that's what i think sometimes about some marvel films uh but then yeah it's it's pretty incredible the way this thing has uh, got down so guys uh do you guys want to add something i think we we just like closing in now we've spoken a lot about a lot of things you guys have anything you want to just free run or talk about anything at all yeah i thought of something like go this, on yeah i think it comes down to um, like this term genre and categories i think back in the 50s and 60s or like before the technological revolution as we know it like modern technolo- technological revolution or specifically the internet people were not that exposed to the uh, to the art forms or the spectrum on which like say uh, back in 50s or 60s people only knew of picasso or the top 3 of that time those people who were in that uh, in that field and they didn't know who 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 came after the top 5 or top 10 but nowadays we do and uh, those people they find their audience and something resonates with them and i think uh, and that creates an entire uh, sub genre of things or sub category of things and i think uh, that's the reason why people like andy warhol got away with clicking colorful pictures or making stamps out of them 
or say like you said some marvel films which were just cash cows or any 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 sort of film or piece of music or or a painting or a banana because it found its audience someone like was like oh this resonates with me and i think that really is an advantage of our times but also a disadvantage because the real the people who really put their work or their time or their money or their efforts into what they're creating they really suffer from it because say <clears throat> if <clears throat> if a if a musician uh invested 2 or 3 years of his or her life in creating an album and then there is this internet viral sensation who takes away all the credit so it must be disheartening but at the same time he can he or she can get lucky and be that viral sensation like just in beaver of our time like i think he's a pretty good example of that yeah well that actually raises a question i think all of you guys are actually in the industry where you've experienced professional sets and all of that professional interactions with people who actually know about things what do you guys think uh like what are your naive minds before you enter the industry how how different is it is it what you expected or is it something more disappointing or much better there's actually quite a lot of difference for someone who kind of you know has has a lot of ideas you know has is is has some sort of a dream sort of a thing that you know I'm going to do this I'm going to do that and suddenly when he enters the industry well there's a huge huge amount of change which you will find okay in any industry i'm not just talking about indian industry i'm talking about even probably you know uh, say the hollywood industry as well probably yeah hollywood industry is a little bit more flexible than indian yeah, probably bollywood in- industry is a little bit more conservative with its own approaches but it is the same right so over there i think the first thing which you will find is it's it's a very mechanical <laughs> sort of an out i mean sort of a place you know you're a, you're a newcomer okay people don't expect much from you you're just given some particular task your delegated task from you know your senior operating people or whoever the person is and then you're supposed to carry out those ideas right so this is kind of you know it happens and it does take a lot of time for someone to kind of you know stand on his own feet and then kind of you know make his 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 mark right but what if if i was probably you know told to give an advice to people people who are kind of you know wanting to join the industry and wanting to kind of you know make a mark right i would kind of you know tell them that don't be disheartened with this particular approach which is there in this industry okay there's always a lot to learn from this particular approach as well yes people will be there in the industry people will be a little bit kind of you know there are instances where people have been quite abusive also to their juniors and everything but again my advice would be not to kind of you know get disheartened and think that okay this is the industry i won't kind of you know i don't want to go over here because what my mindset is it's totally different and what his mindset is is totally different no there's always a lot to learn from everything okay and probably the key aspect which you learn over here is understanding the audience very well because to me at least you know even i had a lot of things about you know doing my own stuff and all that but ultimately it kind of you know comes down to understanding your your audience okay think about say, even the great artists for example let's say ingmar bergman was one of the greatest you know filmmakers okay he understood his audience he did understand because he was kind of you know doing it for the swedish audience who are kind of you know who are in that kind of you know a very christianized sort of an audience 
so he knew how to kind of you know develop his own ideas and everything so going to the industry what you will probably learn is understanding what the what the audience wants what are the things which are required for the audience what, what are the commercial aspects which are required for the audience and when you get to know them and when you have that intellect and that capability to push those rules right and get your own stuff again like for example let's say anyone for that matter let's say i'm taking an example from say hollywood let's say the great christopher nolan okay why is his films are great even in the art artistic areas as well as in his kind of you know in his uh, commercial areas is because he knows his audience very well if you see his interviews he'll talk about the audience he talk about his own perspective of the audience and say i think the audience wants new things they want challenges in the right way and he has that thing in his mind right if you see his i saw i recently saw his uh, interview with rajiv masan right where he was kind of you know, talking about you know he kind of you know, asked rajiv masan asked christopher nolan that you know when you kind of you know get these big ideas do you kind of you know, think that the audience will get these ideas or not so he kind of you know, knows what the audience wants he knows it so well that he can push those rules and make it his own christopher nolan as we call it a christopher nolan film and that's because you know understanding the audience understanding the industry that's what has made him like that right so yeah, i think yeah. that's what i'm always say that don't get disheartened with the harshness of the industry it's always better to learn um i just want to say that um i don't think we live in a very rigid world anymore where 2 plus 2 equals to 4 things are very fluid so in in every industry in every department it's like there's so much of interconnectivity and dependency because things are very very fluid and you live in a world where even though it is like oversaturated as i mentioned before because of accessibility as you know srijan rightly uh brought up it's really important to stay true to your sound and your voice but at the same time understand that you do have a space in this world it'll take time manage your expectations and um study the market and and make sure that you're using everything that you have because that is something that i didn't i didn't really think of i i i i didn't think that um i as an independent creator <laughs> the emphasis on the word independent you have to do everything by yourself you have to do everything by yourself you have to think of everything by yourself so it's really important to have a very holistic approach to your projects and to keep working on your craft and to keep making sure that you are in touch with not just one genre because that's not the world we live in anymore you want to you need you need to know what's happening in the contemporary art world you need to know what's happening in film these days that's the kind of world we live in and that's the kind of audiences that we're working with you know what i mean so that thirst for yeah. the intellect to want to enthrall in that i think that is extremely important for the industry today as a content creator yeah i think she speaks for all of us that's such brilliant I like it how how all of us are like in sync. We understand each other way too way too well. All right, thank you guys. Uh, another insightful episode on Art Mumbai podcast. Thank you, Ricky, Ashu, Shoham, Premchand. Thank you guys for joining in and 
sharing your thoughts and your uh, well your work as well thank you so much take care